I'm Sean Vesey, and this is Waves of Sound, Hong Kong. Hong Kong is a place I love. It's a city where energy runs high, and the choices of things to do, things to eat, and the places to drink are endless. Hong Kong's most identifiable trait is probably its sheer number of people crammed into such a small space. It's hard to believe that in the middle of all these people, people are lonely. But when I look around at the people texting, walking down the street, gaming while eating with their girlfriend, or hear stories from a friend who hasn't spoken to his brother for five years, I see that many people in Hong Kong are lonely. When I first moved to Hong Kong eight years ago, my only choice of companionship were the other teachers from my school. This provided a few very good friends at first that I'm still very close to to this day, but romance didn't come as fast. Hong Kong can be a place to meet people short term, but these types of relationships don't always get you away from isolation. Doing uh, a couple stories about finding love in Hong Kong. Right. Okay. Um, before I met Akiko, there were no dating apps, but there was a dating website. But when I had moved to Hong Kong, I was looking for female companionship, and uh, <laughs> a guy I worked with recommended this website called Plenty of Fish. Right. And I had met this one girl who was a nice girl. We had a couple dates. We didn't have a long-term thing. It wasn't going to happen. So I ended up not seeing her anymore. And then in the, a few weeks after that, I ended up meeting Akiko, who became my wife. So like my account went into, it was inactive for probably a month or two months. And suddenly I got this message. <laughs> ping, <laughs> ping. <laughs> and it said that I had, I had an email and the lady was quite attractive looking in the pictures. <laughs> and so I just, you know, just kind of, Titillated. Titillated. Anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Where can this go? And then it was a very, very enthusiastic response. And then I sent one more message and another really like, when can we meet? And I was like, oh, no, and I you, can't do this. And you thought better. Right. I thought better. So I ignored it. But like five days later, I got another message. I think we should meet sometime. But I happened to be sitting beside you. Sorry, we were. And you were uh, single. I think the story was that I told her my online alias was Sean, <laughs> and my real name was John. And I, I was, forgot about that. I was getting a new phone number, so here's my phone number. And then a few <laughs> minutes later, she sent you a message. And, and for once, you got one straight bit. That's right. <laughs> and you guys had a date a few days later. Do you remember the rest? Of, that's as far as I remember. So I thought I'd give it a go. And agreed to meet her in uh, in Emerald here, Pacific Place. Okay. Yeah. You know, she's pretty smoking hot in the picture. Right. Let's be honest, on the picture of the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, you know, she's like lying on her side. Pretty suggestive photos. Pretty it's probably suggestive what sold body. Is like, hi, how are you? Quite and a flumptuous like, figure. Right. She was like early 20s, though. Yeah, yeah, and we were, you know, I was I was mid 20s, I guess. I was 28, I think. Right, so, so nothing, I must have been 25 or something. Nothing right, scandalous. Yeah. I can't remember how I identified her or anything like that, but like you know, whatever, found her and like, and take her for it. So like, quick, let's get a let's get a drink. You know, it's always good to just have a drink. So we go <laughs> we go into this like the, one of those nice sort of bar areas in the mall. You know, in the it's lobby. It's quite swanky kind of. in the right, lobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a swanky mall. So this is sure. before I bought tickets to the movie. Got all prepared. <laughs> We're sitting down and I order a glass of white wine and I get a beer. 
-huh. And I'm chomping on my beer. And we start talking about it. And I was like, oh, so, you know, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm at, at school. I was like, oh, okay. So where, where are you studying? She's like, oh, no, I'm only 17. I'm at, I'm at high school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I forgot this part of the story. That's the I part, thought, man. Oh, man, I thought she was so in her 20s. No way, man. So, I like, <laughs> so like all of a sudden, it was like, I was just frozen with panic. <laughs> right. You know? Oh, no, I'm on a date. Like, yeah, I'm on a date with like a minor and I just bought her a wine. Right. All of a sudden, it feels like, because you're in that mall space, I'm like, yeah. someone watching, I just bought her <laughs> right. a drink. Like, exactly. this is not, oh, but I've still got these movie tickets. So yeah. I'm like, okay, let's go to the movie. <laughs> so we sit in the movie. But you know, Avatar is like a two-hour movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, at least two hours. At, at least two, two hours. hours. Yeah. So I'm sitting through this fucking boring movie, and it just so happens it's the second time I've seen it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I never even liked it the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it finishes, and then I'm like, okay. Like I mean, we're driving in the taxi, going down Queens Road there into mm -hmm. Central, to drop her off at her flat, and she's like. We see, uh, there was that hospital there, I can't, I can't remember, there's one on the way there. But she looks at the point and oh, it's like, oh, that's where I had my abortion. <laughs> like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Casually. Casually. Just drop it in the conversation. Yeah. Troubled a bit. Oh, man, troubled. Like, I can't remember what she was talking about, like, uh, but it's yeah. so that it was fucked <laughs> up, you know? Don't you want to know me? If the start of internet dating apps was at 12 o'clock, my long-term relationship began at 11.59 and 59 seconds. It seemed almost the moment I realized I was in an exclusive relationship. Everyone around me was swiping, rating, dating, and hooking up. Not only was online dating accepted, people were doing it from their smartphones sitting on the bus. As an outsider, I have to say I was amazed at it. But at the risk of sounding too cliche, it seemed like the technology had made it so easy to peep in other people's lives, it didn't do much to help those with feelings of isolation and loneliness. A friend of mine told me a story a few weeks ago, thought it should be told. Here's my good friend, for the time we'll call him Adius. So the idea for this one was kind of a look at dating apps Perfect in, Hong, in Hong Kong. We're just down at Tamar Park, and I was just telling him my experience with uh, dating apps. It's been your experience. With well, um, Tinder came on in like 2013, mm -hmm. 2012. I was fresh off from um, college back then. Actually, um, I just moved back from Hong Kong, um, to Hong Kong from the U.S. And um, I mean, like meeting girls in Hong Kong is so much different from like meeting girls in the U.S. Right. And um, it's pretty yeah. easy. I mean, like in the U.S., you can just yeah. like you know, walk to them, just like you know, have a cheesy pickup line, yeah. and it will work. But in Hong Kong, people would think you're a freak yeah. if you just like walk up to them and like say something really cheesy. Um, so yeah, um, someone introduced me to Tinder. Um, that was the first dating app I used. And I remember like um, I was doing grad school at the time as well, and also like you know doing like you know a daytime job at the bank. And um, Tinder was like. A really entertaining form of like you no know, way to like in you know, a waste of time right still I still have some um, good dates from tinder but um, it was only for like you know one maximum two casual dates and then like you know nothing else happened and I've also tried different apps as well um, 
because Tinder wasn't really working too well for me. Um, someone like introduced me to this, use this like Chinese um, app. One of them is called, um, uh, let me check, hold on. I, I don't use it anymore because um, I got scammed. Oh yeah, happened. I saw it advertising on Facebook. Okay. So I decided to give it a shot. Right. This app, um, at first I thought it was kind of harmless. Mostly local girls are using it. Local local girls. Right. Then I remember um, um, matching with this one chick, and then like you know she asked me if I wanted to hang out with her, so I did. Um, on a Saturday, I met met up with her. I mean her photo is pretty honest. I mean like in the sense that like you know um, her, um, her real life looks exactly like you know the picture she's showing on um, the profile picture. Right. And um, it's not a pretty innocent and. It's all right. Um, we had lunch. I paid for it. Um, kind of expensive, though. I mean, like, I don't know why I took her there. This Vietnamese restaurant okay. in the garden. Right. But anyway, um, after after the date, she asked me uh, if I want to um, follow her to this like um, beauty center, and I was like, that's weird. I mean, like, you know, first date on a beauty salon where you just lie on your back and your mouth won't be able to move and you won't be able to talk to each other. But I was like, I'll just play along. I went to this place. Um, the, um, the manager there tried to like you know sell me like you know some like you know facial package for men and all, and um, I just picked the one that's like you know, basically face cleansing. It was pretty refreshing. I admit it. Yeah. Um, for um, 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. Um, afterwards, the date was waiting waiting outside ready. She asked me to come into the, the manager's office with her, and I was like, that's strange. I mean, she told me that's like you know it's about the payments for the treatment and whatsoever. I was really alarmed already. So, um, walk in, sat down in this really small office. Yeah. The manager came in, started like to sweet talk me, calling me like nicknames, saying like, yeah. you know, I'm Lang Zai, like, you know. Then start to use fear tactic on me. She was like, your face looks really imbalanced. You should like, you know, purchase some of our products to make it look more balanced. Then the, the manager started to like, um, hot sell me all these packages. It started with some, something really expensive, like 10 to 20,000 Hong Kong for like 10 sessions. Jesus. And I was like, whoa. Hold on a second. She was trying to ask me for my credit card information. She oh, said it's man. like, you know, credit card number. Yeah. Like, you can use the credit card, Visa, Amex, whatsoever. I was yeah. like, no. And even my date, my quotation date. Yeah. Um, she was like, joining in, trying to hard sell me as well. And I was yeah. like, um, we can offer you, like, you know, cheaper price. Um, maybe, like, you know, throw in, like, you know, a free bag. She was working for the beauty center. I'm not sure because um, we were still like you know, talking to each other. Yeah. She's telling me how she got this office job and all. Yeah. Maybe that's just a front. Right. Uh, but I feel like at least she's working on a commission. Right. Uh, maybe say that's like you know if I purchase like five thousand dollar package, right. she'll get like you know a thousand bucks or five hundred bucks of that. And the girl was actually trying to like you know, persuade me to stay, and she was like, you know, if you sign up for more of this package, you can like you know, have more dates here. It would be fun. I was pretty embarrassed. I'm more embarrassed by the fact that, like, you know, I am, I've become a victim of a scam. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've always, like, taught myself to be, like, really vigilant. And even though I didn't, I didn't get, like, you know, scammed that, except for, like, you know, lunch and that one single, like, you know, treatment. Yeah. I, don't, I just, like, I think it's a really immoral sex yeah. tactic. Well, I mean, like, scamming people, using, like, sex appeal to scam others. Um, that has been around for ages. Fails all this time. Yeah. Um, it's the internet. I was kind of like aware that like you know there's cameras everywhere. It internet. Is the internet. Of course, like you know there, there might be a trust issue about like you know meeting like you know new people nowadays. Yeah. 
But for me, like I feel like sometimes you just have to take the risk. But then I feel like in Hong Kong, people are still really conservative about like you know meeting people online. Right, that's kind of a stigma. Yeah, um, but then like even now, I, I when I when my parents asked me where I met this girl, um, I didn't tell I didn't I didn't tell them that I met her online. Right. Uh, because people are more conservative. That's why I feel like dating app has lots of potential in Hong Kong. Yeah. If you just can't get past the stigma. All right, man. I think that's pretty good. All right. After these stories of searching for companionship gone wrong, I was hoping for a story of success using dating apps. The next interview was with a guy I knew had a lot of dates from different apps. I also wanted to talk to him because I saw him on the Pro Report one night, talking about dating apps in Hong Kong. While I thought I might get some war stories of dating success or big failures, he was in a mood to talk philosophically of the dating situation. He himself is hardly using dating apps these days at all preferring instead to meet people the old-fashioned way, through friends and social networking events. Dating apps had run their course, and he was emerging through the other side. You're almost an expert. Almost an expert. She did, she did, she actually had, started off with a Tinder profile. Right. The producer for that segment. It's like, yeah. hey, uh, I am literally not interested in meeting new people but I'm doing this thing and oh, if you're interested can we reach out? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it was sort of us wanting a certain kind of angle. So a bit manufactured, which is what she was getting. They were like, yeah. how many times did you end up hooking up on the first time? And uh, how much of them are into like uh, white guys? Are you into Asian girls? Uh, like, uh -huh. I mean, uh, I was, I've been reading, um, I don't know if you heard the book from Aziz Ansari, Modern Romance. Right. One of the old facts he pulls up is like, back in the 30s, you were one in nine chance of marrying someone in your apartment building. Before it was like financial security and stuff, yeah. right? Now it's like, who compliments the you or like your right. interests? Like soulmates and uh, but then you're just commoditizing relationships to the point where it's like Logan's Run you're like right. you ever see Logan's Run? Uh, no. 1960s uh, like they live in this like weird like futuristic sort of like bubble you have these gems in your hands yeah while during your off time everybody's so happy like um, you don't watch TV you just watch a teleporter right and uh, you choose uh, yes no and it's like one Whoa. of the first remote and like it's like a, it's a man who comes up and he's like oh no, yeah. I don't want that. So he says no. And then a girl comes in. She's not his type. And the girl, yeah, she teleports into his room, and then they're meant to okay. fornicate. All right. And uh, very similar to swiping left or right. Exactly, because it really was the precursor to Tinder. All right. Just imagine a world where you will hold your entire future in the palm of your hand, when a tiny glowing crystal will guide you through an existence in which each day is more wonderful than the last. Imagine a world in which you need never be alone. You touch a switch, turn a dial, and the perfect lover steps into your arms. Runner! There's just one catch. I've never seen a face like that before. That must be the look of... of being old. In Logan's Run, the city is a hedonistic utopia where all your wishes are a click away. The reality is that people are being deceived and are actually existing in an empty life of consumption that leads them to isolation and loneliness. Not a bad analogy for this modern landscape of Hong Kong. That's it for this week of Waves of Sound Hong Kong. I'd like to thank the guys for their interviews. Waves of Sound is me, Sean Vesey, and my partner, John Ratcliffe. 
even hard at work trying to get more episodes recorded and posted on iTunes. If you have any comments, please contact us at wavesofsound.hk at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. The language to cross the seas and the oceans. A permanent itinerant is what I've chosen. I find myself in a big city prison arisen from the vision of mankind. Designed to keep me discreetly, neatly in the corner. You find me with the flora and the fauna and the hardship. Backyard is where my heart is. Still I find it hard to depart this big city life. Big city life, me try to forget my